holidays might be right around the corner, but you know the nonstop developments in transfer pricing never take a day off. Hello, everyone. This is Matthew DeMello, host of The Fiona Show, hot off the press, here to bring you the latest in regulation changes, court cases, and, of course, OECD drama. Now that we mention it, that seems like as good a place to start as any. Here's what you need to know, hot off the press. told you last week about how household name companies from Amazon to Netflix really aren't feeling the Pillar 1 proposals as they stand now, especially with India in the G24, pulling more towards a more equitable distribution of taxable revenues between home and market countries. But if you thought we'd be leading with a seamless solution from the OECD, sorry, no such luck. Instead, U.S. Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin has stepped in and rained on the parade. The U.S. does not support many of the proposals under Pillar 1. But his critics were quick to point out soon after Mnuchin's letter to the OECD announcing U.S. disapproval. Many are the same proposals Mnuchin himself advocated at the last G20 summit not so long ago. Among those once beloved proposals is the formulaic approach, a very consequential alternative to the arm's length principle and broadening the definition of determining a nexus beyond physical presence. No longer now, says Mnuchin, the U.S. doesn't like where the conversation is heading, as in shifting tax revenues more towards tech companies, key market countries like India, and less toward home countries like the U.S. And he's changing the conversation. And who cares if his argument makes any sense, right? And as if there wasn't enough drama around Pillar 1, don't forget that the OECD is making moves to reach global consensus on global minimum tax on digital services rendered by MNEs, or as it's better known, Pillar 2. The purpose of agreeing on these pillars for maximum and minimum taxation is to prevent corporations from shifting profits to low-tax jurisdictions, which the OECD is still aiming to accomplish by the end of 2020. The OECD released 190 comment letters on their Pillar 2 proposal last week, and so the bickering begins. First, the sly dogs at the Business at OECD group recommended a carve-out in Pillar 2 for patent box regimes that operate under BEPS Action 5, trying their best to keep things the way they are. Meanwhile, the Tax Justice Network shot back that generally carve-outs of any kind are a bad idea, because why start a tax regime with inequities and special loopholes right off the bat, right? For U.S.-based multinationals, keep an eye on whether or not the guilty regime should qualify as an acceptable application of the minimum tax standard under the current plan for Pillar 2, as the United States Council for International Business is currently arguing. If not, the difference in the final tax bill could be substantial. The jury's still out on that one, but we'll keep you posted on this podcast. And the IRS is leaning hard into a new Third Circuit Court ruling in its favor against a Susquehanna International Group LLP entity for over $377 million in unpaid taxes stemming from loans guaranteed by its foreign partners. So confident is the IRS, in fact, that it's asking the Supreme Court to skip this one. The IRS's winning argument claimed that a loan to the company guaranteed by its subsidiaries should be regulated as income from those foreign entities, even though there were 37 other parties to the loan. SIH Triple LP's ill-fated defense protested that not only is that too many cooks in the kitchen to call that loan guarantee taxable income, but doing so, in effect, treats every loan guarantor as the lender, even if it doesn't make sense, as SIH is saying was the case for its two CFCs here. But in the eyes of the Third Circuit Court, a CFC's guarantees of margin loans is taxable income no matter how many parties are involved. The IRS doesn't tell the Supreme Court, move along, nothing to see here, 
very often. So given the way the judicial wins are turning, it may be smart to start thinking of all your company loans the same way, no matter how many parties are involved, just to stay on the safe side. And to keep up with these ever-evolving headlines, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and Spotify. There you'll find our long-form sister podcast, The Fiona Show, where you can earn CPE credits for tuning into episodes that take a closer look at transfer pricing fundamentals and feature in-depth educational discussions with experts on the latest trends. This podcast was hosted, engineered, recorded, and written by yours truly, Matthew DeMello. Catch you next week, everyone. Thank you.